Oh, I didn't notice you there. I've just been putting on my sweater and my uh, nice pair of sneakers. Is that what Mr. Rogers wore? Was it sneakers? Did he wear sneakers? For real? He changed dress shoes into, I think, sneakers when he came home. He definitely took off his shoes and took off his cardigan. And then just put on something else, which is weird when you come into your own house to have shoes on. Um, That is. Especially if they're like, I understand like if you have like house shoes versus outside shoes, but usually those are slippers or Crocs or yeah, he puts on full ass sneakers and ties them up. Um, But maybe because he has to walk over to Never Everland or whatever that weird train thing is. Where he I'm not goes gonna lie. on the other side. I watched like three episodes of I I was not into live action things like Sesame Street as mm-hmm. a kid or Mr. Rogers or Eureka's Castle. I was mostly into cartoons. So I did not watch a lot of Mr. Rogers, but I did mm-hmm. watch that Tom Hanks movie. Which is very was, good. Uh, yeah, good. I watched about three hundred episodes of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood because my mom was like, PBS is good for you, I guess. Um, so I watched that, uh, during the day and then I got to watch Nickelodeon at night. Anyways, welcome to Respawning Fire to Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. He lives down Sesame Street. Gumbert. (laughs) And I got with me today, uh, Chad. He didn't watch Mr. Rogers. Michael Linus. Uh, You're, you're exactly right. Mr. Rogers is not a part of my life and I'm better for it. Suck it, Mr. Rogers. In his grave. He's dead, right? 20 years? I don't know if it's been 20. It's been a while. I was like Mr. a teenager. Rogers dead. Watch me like 2004. Oh my God, you're so close. February 27, 2003. 19 years 2003. ago. Boom, called it. Uh, Who died recently? I thought I thought someone Mr. Rogers-esque died like in the last few years. Billy Elmo? Mays? Billy Mays <laughs> died about 10 years ago. <laughs> Times a flat circle. Uh, you can watch us live on twitch.tv slash at Sunday evenings at around 8.30 or maybe a little earlier. Uh, YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. If you want to check us out and be a good friend. Uh, upcoming on today's show, we have Kojima trolling the internet. Or you let yourself get trolled because you guys are idiots. Uh, lots of news. <laughs> Great way to open the episode. Y'all a bunch of idiots. That's your fault. Uh, you got played. Lots of news from CD Projekt Red. More Batman games in the future? The Riddler asks, question mark. Uh, one truly heroic Elden Ring player. Oh my god, this is my favorite story of all time. Um, but before we get to our first story, Chad, I need you to focus on me. Pay attention okay. to me right here, right? There's a thing called YouTube, right? Prove it. You can watch Sesame Street clips. You can see when Ray <laughs> Romano was on the show. I remember that as a child. Um, Did you know what else is the- on? Uh, you know what else Sesame Street is on? What is that? HBO, HBO Max. Max. It's on HBO Max. This gets for the whole family. It is. That's true. <laughs> um, so between that, and then there's also a thing called Spotify and iTunes or Apple Music or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, listen, people, I'm here. I'm talking to you. Please go on YouTube and subscribe. We don't ask you for anything. You're getting a free podcast. You know, don't be an idiot and believe everything that Kojima says on the internet. Um, <laughs> so go follow us on YouTube and give us a five-star review on Spotify. Because most people listen on Spotify, or you can do it on Apple or whatever. Just help us out. You know what? It is Easter Sunday when we're recording, and I don't care what religion you are. I have risen, and I'm not taking your (laughs) shit anymore. I need reviews. (laughs) I need subscriptions, and I'm not here to play. Amen. I will come out of this this grave and fuck you up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't mess with me. (laughs) I have powers from beyond the grave. Uh, Speaking of powers... Not really. Did Breath of the Wild 2 prove there's a new Switch coming out? 
mm, main story. Darren Bonthuis at GameSpot. All right, and I will, well, I'll get to it in a second. Uh, in an episode of Digital Foundry, Week, Digital Foundry Weekly, which regularly provides information, uh, informative tech breakdowns on video game performances across multiple systems and spotted by Games Radar, DF members, these are going to be very difficult for me. I know who Digital Foundry is, but the people's mm. names, not familiar. There's Richard Ledbetter. Correct. John Lineman. Correct. Alex Bataglia. Bataglia. Bataglia is absolutely what it is. Nailed it. Uh, I just know them digital founder guys. Uh, analyze the latest trailer from Nintendo's Breath of the Wild 2. So what I will say before we go through this, I have a, a breakdown, but you should watch it. It's like a five-minute segment, um, and they talk about like what I'm about to explain, but in more detail. You should go watch the video because it's only five minutes, and it's very good. But here's what they said. Beyond a detailed look at how the game incorporates various technologies to make gameplay more vibrant and sharper than its predecessor, the group began to doubt if the Nintendo Switch could currently handle the upgraded graphics. So this is everyone's been talking about. They're like, hey, that Breath of the Wild uh, 2 trailer looked really good, and they pushed the game back. And these guys were like, hold on a second. Maybe there's things in here that don't actually make sense on a Switch. Hmm, interesting. Uh, as Bataglia pointed out, volu volumetric clouds on Switch are rarely seen, and perfect anti-aliasing also seems to point that the sequel footage may be running on a more powerful version of Nintendo's hybrid console. Again, so they're talking about, like, hey, those clouds? There's no game on Switch that does that. Uh, they're talking about transitions between uh, scenes, the anti-aliasing. They're like, that's not even something you see, like, on Series X and PS5 very often. Yeah. Like, that, that technology is... Like, it's there, but it's not widely used yet at the moment. They're like, this is all in this Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, so that's interesting. Um, as the group noted, this could also be a case of Nintendo simply, simply rendering gameplay to look as good as possible for that particular trailer. Although the company rarely does that and refers to show an accurate representation of how games run on actual Switch hardware. So, I'll, again, watch the video. But they were talking about the only time they've ever seen, like, Nintendo have a trailer that's not what the game ends up being which was breath of the wild but it was only draw distance because apparently in the trailer the draw distance was bigger than the actual game ended up being but they're like as far as like resolution and stuff like that like they never really fake that stuff and they said even in this trailer there's parts where it's 720p but mostly it's 1080p but there's even parts where it dips it's like oh that makes them think they're like this is real ass footage uh yeah anyways uh, this is a quote from uh, Bataglia. It wouldn't surprise me uh, so much in terms of what the game is all about. I generally think that since they're laying it now, I think this is going to be the equivalent of what we saw with Breath of the Wild, where it launches in the old and also in the new. Referencing it, uh, Breath of the Wild 1 being on Wii U and Switch. Um, so again, break, everyone should watch it. But basically they're like, hey, this trailer looks really good. Actually looks a little too good. We don't know if this is entirely running natively on a Switch that we have at this moment. Um, and just a little extra note, Switch Lite came out September 2019, July 6th, 2021, the OLED came out, or the OLED came out in October of 2021. So this will be another two years in 2023. More rumors about a, a Switch Pro, but coming from people I actually trust, which I think is the main reason I put this story here. Sure, so yeah. coming from Digital Foundry, not just yeah. another Yahoo not on just, the internet. No. Yeah, not some idiot who believes everything Kojima says. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, I'll let you talk about it, but yeah, that's the only reason I put this in here is I'm like these guys basically always know what they're talking about. Um, so this could be a big thing. Them pushing it a year, that going on that two year cycle for new consoles. What do you think? Yeah, the the timelines match up. Like there was all that evidence pointing to the fact that the Switch OLED model was supposed to be a more powerful version, but just due to the chip shortage and and the pandemic, 
they couldn't make it happen. So they instead just said, all right, we'll slap the same chip in it and we'll just say it's an upgraded screen with upgraded audio. So if I guess their original timeline of like, all right, we're going to release a pro version in 2021 and then Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out in 2022, that like lines up and makes sense with uh, each other. And then the fact that we didn't get that pro last year and now this is delayed to spring of 20, it was spring, right? Or maybe is it just early 2023? They said spring, I think they said spring of 2023. Yeah, so spring 2023, I would not be surprised if we saw, again, like a, an actual hardware chip refresh like the new like again akin to the the new 3ds xl that came out that had the upgraded chip that was uh faster able to process things a little bit better less jaggies that kind of stuff so uh yeah that makes sense to me and it's also you know they were developing it's something that they could obviously scale back like they were developing breath of the wild simultaneously for switch and wii u it released on both at the same time so if you wanted it to look better you had it on the switch although it also came out on wii u so I think they're not, a lot of people might think that, oh, they're lying to us or this is like really shady stuff to say, buy a Switch today and you'll be able to play Breath of the Wild too, but not in its full form. But I think this is totally fine. You'll be, it'll come out. You'll still be able to play it in some kind of downgraded fashion on a Switch. You'll just get the extra sexy version on Switch Pro. Yeah, I think, yeah, it'll be just that thing. Because, you know, I, I don't know anyone who played the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild, but I'm it's the entire it's the same game it's not like they made right. a different version again it's probably just less technical even though the switch isn't super technical itself um so yeah i think we can get the same thing i mean we just had rumors about a switch pro forever and now the guys who know what they're talking about are talking about it i think it's it's inevitable just like is either Gene, jesus or thanos said something about being inevitable <laughs> um i do believe this will be a thing. So I, with that Jesus said assume, it, but he was in that cave behind the boulder and nobody heard it. So then yeah. Thanos said it louder and people heard it and he got credit for it. Yeah, he was in a movie theater. Jesus said this. Yes, right. I know. But Thanos was in Dolby Atmos. Uh, so <laughs> how do you do? You, OK, I guess I'll ask you this question because maybe you're not the biggest Breath of the Wild fan. I don't know. Correct. What would it take? What would you want out of a Switch Pro for you to like give a shit? Is it just that you know the clouds look really good in this video game there's anti-aliasing which shows a little bit more power for sure but if it's if it's just like let's say um you know like a ps4 to ps4 pro would that big of a jump and be worth it because you have an oled so is that I worth do, it yeah. for you to upgrade or do you need something that's actually like very impressive doesn't matter well, what do you what do you think i don't know i don't know if i will give a shit about switch hardware like I, the only reason I gave a shit about OLED is just because it was white and the dock was white. And if I'm getting the white Joy-Cons on the white dock, I might as well pay the extra, you know, twenty bucks or thirty bucks to get the whole thing that was new. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think at this point I can get excited for Nintendo hardware because it will never be my primary console. It will never be what I choose for third-party content. And first-party content is, you know, it's it's great when it comes when there's a, a game that I'm interested in. When it comes to the platform, but I, I mean, honestly, again. Switch games or Nintendo games don't really matter when it comes to like the fidelity and the resolution and all that kind of stuff of Nintendo games don't really matter. You have the experience you have with them uh, with uh, for better or for worse. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything that can be get me excited about new Nintendo hardware unless it invites brand new ways to play. Mm -hmm. Like for like the portability of Switch. That was exciting to me. 
the you know the motion control Wii remotes for uh, you know even though it invited a bunch of trash onto the system like that was exciting for me so if they, if there's a brand new innovative way to interact or play i don't think that's going to come with the switch pro i think it's going to be again just a little bit upgraded model and that's not enough for me to get excited i will probably still buy it because i'm a stupid idiot that probably believes everything kojima says on the internet absolutely but <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i can get excited but i am Happy for them to try and sway me otherwise. Mm -hmm. 2017 was the launch of Switch. So I think five years. Oh, no, that's six years. Six years enough if for a whole were... new a whole Yeah, new if they thing. come out with Breath of the Wild 2 and this at the same time, that's six years with the same chipset. Yeah, we, you could be like, again, it won't be the same, but Wii to Wii U, where it's like, oh, the same name, but it's a different console. Do you think there's any possibility of that? And it's not just like, a half step and an actual full step, but it still keeps the same branding because Switch is too fucking popular to get rid of that branding. I don't know. Yeah. You know, something else that's interesting that popped into my brain right now is that I, I, if we look at what they've committed to already in the next couple of years, like for instance, the, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC stuff. Yeah, that's true. Do you think they would do a generational step in the next six to 12 months, even though they've committed to releasing more content for that over two years? Probably not. Yeah, I didn't think about that, especially because we still don't have stuff like Bayonetta and Metro Prime. Right. But I guess they could just release on both. Yeah, I guess a half step makes more sense than a full new generation when you put it like that. But you could just support an old console. I mean, like, that's not impossible sure. to do. Again, Zelda's a prime example of that with Breath of the Wild, with Twilight Princess. Hmm. Intriguing. Very interesting. Thank you, everybody at Digital Foundry. I figured out your names. You're British. That's very interesting. <laughs> uh, actually, really quick, while we're here talking about the wild, I, I pulled out a, a goodie but an oldie, just like Jesus himself. It's true. He, Jesus was known for pulling things out of hats and bags with his Jesus magic. Magic man. Uh, nice. I went on uh, Respawn Aim Fire. Also, hey. Don't be an idiot. Follow that on Twitter. <laughs> on top of subscribing to YouTube and giving us a five-star review on podcast services, I'll also go to at Responding Fire on Twitter. And I just said, hey, time for a subscriber interrogative. If you got a hot take opinion, just want to ask some questions, let us know how handsome we are. Let us know below. And I really just did this because I was trying to come up with a segment for Adam. And I also wanted to use the GIF of the Riddler's coffee cup. So there we go. <laughs> Which, by the way, everyone, the Batman is now available on HBO Max when you're listening to some podcast services. Yes, it is. Rewatch that bad boy. Uh, we got one from Smitty who said, y'all ugly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Breath of the Wild is mid at best. You're not going to get an argument from me, buddy. Nope. On either end. <laughs> Uh, so he, you, he said something on Twitter the other day too. I think it was, it was, um, what's the Zelda that everybody hates? Uh, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword? He's, yeah, his, he did a hot take on Twitter last week that Skyward Sword That's was better right. than Breath of the Wild. I'm going to call him out right now. Yeah, yeah, no, because I remember like, uh, Trevor and everybody was, was responding to that one. Yeah. Um, it's too far back here. He tweets way too much. No, thank you. <laughs> I love you, Smitty, but this is taking entirely too long. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was funny. Smitty, it's funny how his hot take is just what we agree on. Yep. You know, because Holden's passed away, so his opinion on Breath of the Wild doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but 
you know what? What have you been playing? We're going to go to playtime. Hey, Chad, what yeah. have you been playing on this, our day where the chocolate bunnies lay eggs that the children eat? Because bunnies lay eggs. Yeah. And children swallow those eggs whole. <clears throat> um, I have three things on here. The first one is a letter H. Again, we do these little Cody thingies so that we can surprise people. Halo! Oh, Halo yes. TV show on Paramount+. Plus. I have now seen episode four, and I officially will stop watching this show. I heard it's getting real boring. Hella boring. It's not even cool enough visually. Like, there's not even cool shit going on anymore. And... This week, my one-month subscription to Paramount Plus uh, lapses, so I will not be renewing, and I don't care about the rest of that series. So, rip Halo. Sorry. Hate to see it. It's Hate like 15 it. years of development hell to make a bad away. TV show. I, I know, know right? <laughs> How many episodes um, are left? Is it eight total? I have no clue. I assume I it's a short season, like eight to ten, but I have no clue. And I don't care season to look two it up and find out. Uh, did it get renewed? It got renewed before it even came out. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Um, I played... Oh, so the, so the next thing is I got an iPad mini the other day. I'm currently oh, look at that watching us on it. <laughs> currently watching us on it. But I'm I'm trying to figure out uses of it. Like, where do what is it working in my life? Because I have a... Mac Studio, I have an iPad Pro, I have an iPhone. What do I use this Mac Mini for? And most people try to figure that out before they buy it, but I'm an idiot. Um, and so oh, you you bought it? I thought you just. I assumed not going to you know give away your secrets that you maybe got one for free. No, I, it is it is uh, a a uh, purchase. So um, hmm. now I got to figure out what to, what to how to make use of it. So one of the things that I've been thinking of doing is like making it into a just like casual in my pocket laying around the house on the couch gaming machine. Mm -hmm. There's been, there's a ton of like things on Apple Arcade and on iOS that I've been interested in, namely the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters of all of the 2D games. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, man, those could be really cool. And they're only out on iOS and Steam right now. So I was like, maybe I'll play some of those. I haven't yet, haven't committed to it. But something I have done is dig into Apple Arcade a little bit. And Apple Arcade, if you aren't familiar, it's like now it's hundreds of games. Uh, mostly there, there are some like exclusive things on there, but then there are also just like ad-free versions of other popular phone games. But one of the ones I was really curious about that came to Apple Arcade last year was a game called Fantasian. Hmm. which is from the creator of Final Fantasy, but it's a, it's a JRPG, and it the graphics, like the, the visual style of it is really, really interesting. It's like little diorama sets, and then you have like your traditional anime characters walking around in, in like 3D style, walking around these like really detailed, beautiful dioramas, which is kind of cool. What's it called again? Starts with Fantasian. It's like fantasy Fantasia. and Asian, or Fantasia, with an N on the end. Fantasian, okay. Uh, so I was, yeah, so I was like, all right, let me give this a shot. And of course, it is it is an Apple Arcade exclusive game, so it's optimized for touch and mobile. So uh, what I really, I played about an hour of it so far, and I think I'll probably stick with it if I don't get distracted by something else. But I really enjoyed, the obviously, the visuals of it. The touch-based turn-based battle 
is really interesting. Like so far, I have two party members and they have two icons that appear on either on them whenever it's their turn to fight. One of them is a, like a regular attack icon. And another one is like a skill that you can use. And you can either just tap on it, or like tap attack, and it will attack a random enemy. Or you can tap and hold. And as you move your thumb up and down, there's like a line that points to enemies diagonally. Mm, okay. And for some skills too, you can even like have that line intersect with multiple enemies on the screen. and It will go through all of them. So it's like my thumbs are on the side of the screen and it's really easy to just like tap and hold on the left side of the screen without having to actually like drag across a bunch of things because I feel like that's too much. If my hands are moving across the screen, that's for a touch-based experience too much. So anyway. It also yeah. looks, it looks fantastic. I just look at screenshots. Oh man, that looks good. So that's, that's intrigued me. I'm getting into that. Um, and then the next one, another thing I've been thinking about is there are a lot of, again, JRPGs mostly, or um, less action-oriented games that I can play from my PlayStation via remote play on mm -hmm. my device. Primarily, and again, I'm trying to keep this like just the iPad. I don't want to carry on an iPad and a DualShock or a phone mount or something like that with it. I just like, I want to keep this and just be able to open it up and go with just this device. Otherwise, it's too much. It's too obtrusive. So I decided I'm going to start playing Telltale's Batman series. So I'm playing mm -hmm. season season one of it because, again, our barf game for this month is season two. So I'm playing season one remote playing with just like the DualShock overlay on the screen, which is working pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So those kind of like it's it doesn't require, you know, a lot of moving in 3D space. There's not a I mean, while some of the interactions are kind of quick, they don't they're not again, you can't fail in that game necessarily. Uh, or maybe you can, I don't know yet, but so if I miss a swipe or if I miss a button press because it wasn't quite fast enough because it's over remote play, it's not the end of the world. So that's been really interesting to do as well. I just beat chapter one on that one, um, playing it via remote play and I was just laying in bed doing it, which is pretty cool. So I'm exploring more uses. If you out there have an iPad mini or have ways that I could use an iPad mini and you want to justify my purchase, let me know on Twitter at Chad Mike Ennis. Boom. Look at that. Batman Telltale series. I was about to say, man, you got to start getting on it because we're halfway through the month, a little bit over it, but you're already on it. So there we yep. go. Yep. All right. I hope you enjoy the first season. As for me, um, just real quick, more Elden Ring because I'm just plowing through that. I'm now in the place where you fight Radnan, 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 Ramadan, Ramadan, whatever his name is, the big dude, I don't the know. giant man who rides a tiny horse. Uh, apparently, there's a horse under that large man, which is I think fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, I've been just doing more of that. I'm in his area now where the giant crows and the giant dogs are, and it's uh, really weird looking. More um, Assassin's Creed Origins. I just want to get through Assassin's Creed for some reason. But Mass Effect 2, I've been talking about it, I've been playing it. And then I sat down and beat that game uh, a couple days ago, um, going through the Legendary Edition, and I completed it. Perfect, perfect run. Hell yeah. Suicide mission. Everybody lived. Best ending. Well, I guess best ending is everyone lives. Um, and yeah, Mass Effect 2, fantastic game. Here's the thing about Mass Effect 2 that makes it one of the best games ever made, right? The story of Mass Effect 1 is very much like, okay, we're introducing you to a sci-fi world, and there's a, literally a MacGuffin. It's like, oh, there's another uh, special agent, and we're chasing him down. We're going across the galaxy. We're chasing. You're always behind him. You're always following him. You find out there's big scary monsters out in space. You take him out. And you, save the, you save the day, right? Mass Effect 2 is like, yo, you're not in the military anymore. 
You're now working with the bad guys, and the whole game is let get the team together. Because everybody knows getting the team together is the best fucking part of like movies and stories. And that entire yeah. game is get the team together, the video game. Uh, they're like, hey, there's a thing. Like, it's right. You can literally go to the end of the game, the beginning of the game. You'll just fuck everyone will die. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but so you always know where the goalpost is, but it's just like, hey, how are we going to get there? And we're going to get there by getting our best friends. We're going to hang out with our best friends. We're going to do all their loyalty missions. We're going to smooch a couple of them. <laughs> well, only, you're only allowed to smooch one of them at a time. And that's why that game is great. It's just like, yo, what is, what's my buddy Jack doing today? And let's go through that story. And that's why that game is fucking phenomenal. Because it's Ooh, just Jack, good choice. Good choice. That's not who I smooched. That's okay, but just like having them around and, and completing all their side missions, like good choice. Everyone's side missions are so good. Oh my god, even the DLC character, fucking. Because so I didn't have the deal all the DLC before, and you know Kasumi, who is like the rogue slashy whatever chick. I'm like, she's fucking great. She's just a random ass DLC character. Love her. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I did not Kasumi have the DLC either, and Zed, I did not know that there was like a whole extra character. There's two extra characters. There's Zahid, I think his name is, who's just like a dude with a gun. And then Kasumi, who's like a thief rogue. Uh, and her mission's really cool. And you get one of the best submachine guns. So that's why the game is great. Ready for three. Because three is like, hey, you just spent that entire game getting the crew together to go mm -hmm. on this one mission. And then three, which I really like three. I never complained about the ending. And three is like, let's get the galaxy together. So that'll be fun to play whenever I get to that one. And everything coalesces, and I think it's great. Um, so yeah, Perfect did that because I'm perfect at video games. And then, <laughs> today, I finally did it. So I've was I want, I've been looking at this game to play. It's been getting good reviews. The game is WWE 2K22. I like the WrestleMan. I was like, hey, let me get a WrestleMan game. And I was like, I don't know. And it's on sale because there's spring sales across every platform right now. So every video game is fucking like 40% off or more. Uh, I went on my Xbox and I was like, oh yeah, I have all these points from doing my Game Pass quest. And I redeemed all my points and I just got WWE 2K22 for free. Didn't pay, pay for it because I had enough points. I was like, fuck it. All right. So I downloaded that, did the tutorial, and then we hopped on here. But I'm ready to get in there and just play the WrestleMan. Half the roster has already been released by the company because they just fired like half their... Over the course of a couple of years, they fired about half the people that worked there, but it's fine. They're back. Are you creating <laughs> any uh, any fun characters? Probably, I'll probably make myself. Okay. Um, but I just download other people's created characters because doing it myself requires a lot of time, and I'm not doing that. But yeah, there's there's wild stuff. I'm like, let me just download LeBron James real quick because why not? That'll be fun. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sure Jesus is up. There. Oh, I'm sure Jesus is in there. Uh, we already have Jesus in the game, actually. But yeah, so I'm gonna have fun with that, and then I'm gonna start playing Batman pretty soon because I need to get that done for for Barf. And then we got a review coming up in early May. I'll be getting that on that day one, but that's still a couple weeks away. That's it for me. No TV I, shows, ex except for the Batman, which is on HBO Max. Good for the whole family. <laughs> I just tried to look up how long the Batman Telltale se Enemy Within Telltale series is, just to you know get an idea of it. And instead, I, <laughs> instead I accidentally Googled how long to beat Jesus. Because <laughs> we were talking about Jesus while I was typing. What's for the... your... For your uh, edification, Jesus Christ RPG Trilogy is main story two hours. Uh, okay. Main plus extra is five hours and 57 minutes. That's a Jesus I've, Trilogy? There is a trilogy of games called Jesus Christ RPG. I want this to be our next barf game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ RPG. It's a, it's a short one, too, so we can... Uh... 
Let's put that up on the poll. For oh the next my time. god, it's PC only. It looks like. Mm. And so right after those two, there's so there's Jesus Christ RPG trilogy and Jesus Christ Christ RPG on how long to beat. Those are the first two results. The third question is how long was Jesus on the cross? So. I had a feeling that's where that that line of questioning was going to go. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to move on to our quest log. All those stories. Remember at the top of the show I talked about? They're here. They're back. They're Kojima, quote-unquote, abandons the PS acquisition talk. Remember Abandoned? That game that's never coming mm-hmm. out that's fake? I'll mm-hmm. make, take, a sh- take a shot at that one right there. Uh, yeah, so Kojima abandons PlayStation acquisition talk. There's some George Yang at GameSpot. Hmm. Interesting name. Hmm. Why do I know that name? It's almost like we know who George Yang from GameSpot is. Hideo Kojima says that Kojima Productions will stay independent following rumors this week that it may have been bought by Sony. PlayStation Studios recently updated its first-party studio banner to include Sam Bridges, the protagonist of Death Stranding, uh, the PlayStation console exclusive. Uh, Sam Bridges is the character from the very boring game Death Stranding, who was played by Norman Reedus. <laughs> Uh, Norman Reedus with a baby fetus. That's that's what that uh, that's what they put Reedus on. Reedus with a fetus. Yeah, uh, the game utilizes the Decima and the Decima engine, excuse me, which was created by Sony's first-party studio Guerrilla Games. Death Stranding in its director's cut version were released on uh, PlayStation and PC. Uh, Kojima posted the banner himself onto his Twitter account without providing any further context. It's just a picture of the banner. <laughs> Yep. Uh, feeling rumors that Sony maybe have acquired Kojima Productions that perhaps an official announcement would be coming soon. However, Kojima retweeted his post and apologized for the confusion he caused. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but Kojima Productions has been and will continue to be an independent studio, Kojima clarified. So before we get on to that second part, again, I, I guess he's just tweeted the thing. It's funny, but I love how people on the Internet, when anytime it comes to Kojima, it's like, hold on, this means this. This is actually that Abandon is still an inside job. And did it. And he was like, no, it was just my guy was on the poster and I, and I just did that. And, but people are upset or not upset or they, they're con- convinced that he's working for PlayStation. I mean, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. PlayStation's on a hiring spree right now. Uh, you know, they shared the engine for that game. Like, it's not entirely out of that possible realm, but. Yeah, don't Kojima's cryptic as fuck. If he's not retweeting artwork or La La Land, he's retweeting conspiracies like this one. No, it only did was post a picture. <laughs> Everyone's like, "This is what it means." But again, that's that's people with Kojima. Even though, um, I so you're right. It could absolutely be possible. It seems like if they have a good relationship, you know, he got to make a game that he wanted to make. But also, you know, he worked at. Uh, konami for such a long time and then you got to go independent i don't know why you would immediately be like all right i'm going back to a big company but you know he could yeah. he might just be like i'm tired of the indie stuff i mean uh, bungie but... just did the same thing yeah that's true they went, yeah they, they got out of Activision out and then they xbox and then broke out from activision and said we're gonna be independent now and they're like hey what's up daddy sony that's true it's very true uh but speaking of kojima and being exclusive it seems kojima's xbox exclusive is still on track remember this story from a while ago <laughs> i do His rumors I do. Apparently, still happening. As reported by Jeff Grubb on the latest episode of Giant Bob's Grub, Giant Bombs Grub Snacks, uh, transcribed by VGC, Hideo Kojima's project for Xbox is progressing as planned. Um, quote, as a couple of weeks ago. This is all Jeff Grubb saying the game's progressing as planned, and this information is a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this isn't based on the information I had last year. This is more recent than that. 
this is still on. So we had the whole rumor about, you know, he made Death Stranding. It's like, oh, now he's going to go over to Xbox. And he was like interested in cloud. You know, he's going to do some weird stuff. You're already right. playing the game now. Okay, Kojima. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> a new report just be like, oh yeah, no, that's still happening as far as we know. So uh, he also went on to say, I didn't put it here, but that the acquisition, he said it's not necessarily not going to happen, I believe is what Jeff Grubb said. I can look for the exact thing, but excuse me if I misrepresented it. But he was saying like, hey, that acquisition might not necessarily not be happening, but it would be the same thing like where, you know, we just had those Bethesda games come out on PlayStation, but even though Xbox own them it's like these pre-existing deals so they could have had a deal with xbox and then they still get bought like well we got to do the game but we're technically still owned so a lot of kojima news this week um i'm interested in this xbox exclusive because i'll be like oh cool another game i won't like or enjoy but if it's free i'll download it and never play it but uh well yeah, the, there you go the i think the whole conceit behind the game or at least what it was rumored to to be last year is that it is like a cloud only game right like they wanted them to make something, something like that you could only do via the cloud and streaming, not necessarily like a game you could download to your console and go. So like that, whatever that means, I'm interested uh, from a technological standpoint and what it means for the industry. I'm not necessarily interested in it as a Kojima game, despite me liking several of his Metal Gear games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I, I would want to see because he does do interesting. I'll give him that. He does do things that are like, oh, that's really cool and new and interesting. So I yep. would want to see what it is. I would not enjoy it uh, as far as like story wise, but I'm still interested. But yeah, Kojima made the rounds this week. Yeah, besides, you know, talking about La La Land and having pictures of him in a studio and he had a picture with another famous person the other week. He's just like hanging out with Ben Affleck or some nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> He's living his best life. CD Projekt Red sales and updates. Things from CD Projekt Red, they're apparently doing pretty good. Uh, as from Eddie Micucci GameSpot, uh, as part of this, I also love this. How every time there's an earnings call, it's like, here's a bunch of news stories because we're literally allowed to listen to what the investors say. It's great. Uh, a part of CD Projekt Red's latest earnings release today, the company announced sales figures for Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, Cyberpunk has sold 18 million copies, which is up from 13.7 million copies that was in the first 21 days uh, after launch in December 2020. So that game went on to sold, I mean, sold 18 million copies in about a year. Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, meanwhile, has sold 40 million copies. And the entire Witcher series has uh, sold 65 million plus units since it debuted in 20 or in 2007, a couple years after Mr. Rogers passed away. That's one uh, unit for every year that has been since Dinosaurs. You're right. 65 million years in the making. That's what mm -hmm. the Jurassic Park... By the way, have you seen that Jurassic Park Dominion poster? No. <laughs> Where... What's this... What's this... Alan Grant, whatever the actor's name is, Sam Neill, mm -hmm. is like holding a torch in the middle of the poster. He looks like Indiana Jones, just holding a torch. And there's a dinosaurs and Chris Pratt are behind him. Yep. I'm looking at it right like, now. Interesting. That movie is going to be bad, but I really want to yeah. see it. Yeah, I it's really going to be bad, and I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Uh, so, yeah, Witcher sold a lot, as many units as years there were since the dinosaurs. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting an expansion in 2023. Uh, it's the first time CD Projekt Red has uh, provided any insight into when the expansion will be released. Studio has not shared details. Um, 
though CD Projekt Red has a history of large-scale impressive expansions like Blood, uh, Witcher's 3's Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine, which Blood and Wine was just an entire new fucking continent. It was great. Uh, more details in Cyberpunk 2077's expansion will be announced later in this year. And then, finally, next-gen Witcher 3 is delayed, but it's not in development hell. Uh, CD Projekt Red Senior Vice President of Business Development. What a title. Uh, Michael something Polish said during an April investment. No, what is it? No, Nowakowski. Nowakowski uh, said an April investment call. I've been looking at the headlines that popped up here and there on the Internet, and I've seen that one really drew my attention, which is Witcher 3 next gen delayed indefinitely, which sounds like the game's in some sort of development hell. I want to state that is not a fact. This has been a lot of uh, insinuations that we're going to launch like June next year or something like that. That's completely not the case. Uh, during the call, see. Uh, Red CD Project Red Joint CEO Adam Kikinski, Kaczynski, Kaczynski maybe Kaczynski, Kaczynski. I don't know something. Yeah, said that not many developers are required to finish the game. Estimated you'd only need fifteen people or so and some external staff. Quote: Taking over this project will not affect the development of our next game. So just a lot of talk about CD Project Red. Still getting Witcher Three next gen, which I'm very looking forward to. Both those games sold super fucking well. Um. They're doing good. So have fun. Enjoy the things that they do. Get ready for Witcher 4 in five years. That's right. Witcher 4 on Unreal Engine 5. I'm just excited um, there's more. I'm, I'm, sur- I'm not surprised because we saw how many units um, Cyberpunk sold despite its its bugs and flaws. But like 18 million, that's a, that's a shit ton of units for... I mean, if, if you think about CD Projekt Red before Witcher 3... The Witcher series had, if you take 40 out of the 65 million, that's yeah, 25 million. And it's of course, good. a lot of those sales come from hype from Witcher 3 and people saying, I'm going to go back and play the other two. So like they, that's 18 million, I'm sure, 10 years ago would have been like, oh my God, that's the best thing that's ever happened. Um, so like good for them. Props to them. There was also something else that came out of this, like a, a statement. I'm going to maybe misrepresent it, but I'm going to paraphrase it. It was basically along the lines of we we're not done with development on cyberpunk 2077 and it's not where we want it yet we're still working very diligently to make sure that it becomes the game that we wanted it to be something along those lines Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're they're still committed to making sure that game is exactly what they said it would be um despite witcher 3 you know getting some some delay a little bit next gen version some delay a little bit there too so Uh, it reminds me of and we see it all the time too often where again i was one of the people like there, I think Holden was the same way. He loved fucking Cyberpunk 2077 he did. when it came out. He I remember did. listening. He played to that. through a lot of bugs, but he he loved the game. Yeah, I did. I fucking loved the game. I adored it. And it was that thing where, uh, kind of like on the Kojima thing, where you're an idiot if you listen to Kojima. Speaking to you specifically, listener, I'm just kidding. You're great. <laughs> um, where people will like a thing will happen. Like there will be like reports of a bug or reports of a thing, and then everyone's like, oh, everyone just assumes that like all of it's fucked up. So like Cyberpunk. Like, yeah, it definitely did have bugs, but again, I played it on a fucking Xbox, like the old gen version. I didn't have any problems. I never had crashes, never had any of that. I think I had like a thing happen once where it's like, oh, that texture popped in late. Like, I didn't have any issues, but because, you know, people on the internet said there was a problem, everyone assumed it was bad. And again, that PS4 version did look rough, but I remember, again, there's multiple, like Assassin's Creed Unity, where that people didn't have faces and everyone's like, yeah. well, uh, this game is broken. It's like. I think it was like 1% of people who pirated on PC had the issue. And everyone's like, well, all the games fucked up. It's like, uh, the reviewers are like, I didn't have shit. It was great. I had a great time. What you guys are talking about. So it's just, you know, people like to blow things out of proportion on the internet. 
But good for them. Keep making the game better. Make it what it was supposed to be. But I enjoyed it. And I'm just ready for more Witcher because, man, Henry Cavill. That's the main thing about these next-gen versions is that there's Henry Cavill DLC in the next-gen version, I believe. Um, I want to play that big handsome man. Very interesting. <laughs> you know? Here's my hot take. Henry Cavill's overrated. Hmm. Here's my hot take. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Henry Cavill. Oh, look at that. Oh, good transition. Warner Brothers Discovery, which, by the way, what a fucking awful name. Yeah. Uh, once more games. So Jordan Midler at VGC. So for those who don't know, Warner Brothers Discovery, the people behind Discovery Channel, which apparently make it, have a lot of money. I don't fucking know. Yeah, home renovations. Uh, they have, like, they're flipping all those houses, making money off of it. Yeah, they have, what is it? Um, Food Network and HGC and all that. Reality, unscripted reality, whatever. I do like the cooking channel, food network. That's pretty good stuff. Baking championship, spring breaking championship. Ooh, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's great. Warner Brothers Discovery once more games. Uh, yeah, Warner Brothers bought or Discovery bought um, Warner Brothers, like the film media. Right. Side bought of that them company. from AT&T. So they from are now AT&T. divorced from AT&T. Yeah. And in the divorce, they got the movies and they got the video game divisions. Um. So according to Variety, which I did read this entire article, and what I'm about to read you is what they said, because they only said about one sentence. Uh, According to Variety, (laughs) following the merger of Warner Brothers and Discovery, which will now see the uh, conglomerate take control of Warner Brothers games, it's claimed the internal discussions are taking place around uh, how to, quote unquote, overhaul the DC universe and media, including gaming. By the way, that was a quote. Overhaul the DC universe and media, including gaming. That is it. That's all of it. Um, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, the group's gaming division, currently has four DC games in uh, development. Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, Wolf Among Us 2, which is a Vertigo thing. Oh, whatever. It's that. It's not DC, but it's the thing that DC owns. Right. I believe is where, where Fables came from. Uh, and Wonder Woman. Uh, so, again, I do. if you read the whole article, they're, they're mostly talking about the movies where they're like, hey, we need our Paul Feige. Because, I mean, like, these movies are cool, but this shit's fucking all over the place. So, we need to... They're like, hey, we're rebooting this and we're going to do it right. And that includes gaming as well. Uh, so do you have any thoughts? And then what games are we going to get? What do you want to see? More Batman? I feel like I, re- I read something in a tweet somewhere. I did not read the Variety article. But there was some kind of opinion attributed to Warner Bros. Discovery in some way where like Superman and the classic characters in particular had been like misrepresented or like were were getting stale and they were looking at like rebooting them and making them more interesting. And mm. to my knowledge, we haven't gotten a Superman game since N64. Uh no, I, there's one on the PS3 360. Um it's like Superman there? Returns or something like that. Still, that's that's way over a, a decade old. So yeah, so it's been a very long time since we've gotten that. So like I I'm interested and curious how what a Superman game might look like mm-hmm. because we've gotten a thousand Batman games. We've gotten Spider-Man. Well, that's not DC, but we've gotten, you know, we've gotten superhero games and they're getting very good now. So um, how am I flying and all of that shit with Superman? You know, Anthem really nailed flying and the, the ability to feel great in the air with combat. And, you know, Superman could learn a tour thing, a thing or two from uh, from Anthem, that excellent game, Anthem from EA. That's great. Uh, there actually is a Unreal Engine 5 demo where people are like, there's a dude flying through that really pretty city, I think from the Matrix thing or whatever. And they're like, hey, how about we just make put cape on Superman? Yep. And again, not a real game, but it's like, it does look pretty, pretty cool. For me, I want them to do more of the Wolf Among Us thing where 
it's like DC technically, but like DC adjacent, where it's like, oh yeah, this is a thing that's weird and nobody knows about. Like, it, I don't know if Spawn is a DC character. I think Spawn is owned by Warner Brothers because I think it's an offshoot of DC Comics. I might be wrong. Is it? Um, but let's make a Todd McFarlane thing because that yeah. is weird and he makes <laughs> really cool stuff, and I I really dig it. Um. Because there is, there's a lot you could do there. Fucking Watchmen, Watchmen's DC. Well, Warner Brothers, whatever. You could do a Watchmen, anything. Um, yeah, that would be good. Based on the show, where people are like heroes, but they don't have. No one has really, really crazy powers until you meet someone who is a god, and then it's like, oh, well, that's a really cool uh, difference between everything. So now Spawn is Image Comics. Neither an DC Image is or owned by Venom. DC. Is it? Double check for me. I think Image is owned by DC. I might be completely um, wrong. I'm reading a thing from 2011. Funny thing, Spawn is under Image Comics until... Oh, Spawn is under Image Comics until now. Todd McFarlane made a name for himself. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's why he's like oh. in Mortal Kombat and shit. Nowadays, Image Comics is the third largest comic book and graphic novel publisher in the industry. In both unit, it was founded by seven big names who worked for blah, blah, blah. Shut up, shut up. Just tell me <laughs> who owns it. I'm going to do it real quick. I got you. Uh, Here we go. Hot-ass Wikipedia. We're doing it right now. Ass Wikipedia. <laughs> it's best known to the kick-ass. Hmm. Maybe it's his own thing. But it feels like maybe Tom McFarlane just worked for DC for a while. I don't know. I might not be knowing my stuff. But uh, regardless... What were we saying? Image Comics is an American public comic book publisher. Windstorm Productions began as an imprint of Image until it's say, oh no, that's Windstorm. Um, it'll, we'll There's never. It's impossible to tell. It's impossible. Whatever. To know. Uh, Spawn was in Mortal Kombat. Put him in fucking. Make a game out of yeah. it. He was also in um um the Xbox version Soul Caliber. Soul Caliber, and that's <laughs> that's cool. where I first learned of him. And I was like, this guy is cool as hell. We're supposed to get a new movie with Jamie Foxx, right? Anyways, Warner Brothers movies, games, have fun. I hope they do something with it because Henry Cavill's great, even regardless of what Chad says, and <laughs> bring it back. I don't know. Do if they're stuff. rebooting Superman. You think they're going to use the same dude? Maybe. The same overrated dude? I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of overrated... Let's talk about that boss in Bloodborne. Let Me Solo Her is a true Elden Ring legend. It's from Cameron Koch at GameSpot. Elden Ring's toughest boss, Melenia, may need to change her I have never known defeat tagline as one player has made it their personal mission to defeat her time and time again on behalf of other players desperate for help. So for those of you who aren't dorks and aren't playing Elden Ring, Melenia, hardest boss in the game, fucking bullshit, super strong, <laughs> get you, get you, makes you rot, all that good stuff. <clears throat> and if you need help, you can do summons in the video game, like all uh, Souls games. So, indeed, let me summon her. By the way, that's what this guy's name is. Uh, indeed, let me summon her does, uh, does have what it takes. A numerous, as numerous posts on the Elden Ring subreddit can attest to, let me solo her is the real deal. Dueling millennia one versus one and oftentimes emerging completely unscathed. Those who summon the mighty pot-wielding warrior need only sit back and watch the show. Uh... Let uh let me solo her's actions have even been inspired by fan art by a thankful community. So, real quick, uh, get on Twitter, get on subreddit, whatever. There's a guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. There's a guy. 
uh, who's playing Elden Ring, who's his 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 simple thing is let me let me solo her right in front of where you fight the hardest boss in the game. You summon him in, and he is naked. He has he's a loincloth on, of course. He has a pot on his head, and he's got two swords, and he just fucking runs at her, and he fucking takes her out. Um, and it's wild again, hardest boss in the game. He takes her out. I believe he said that he has done it about four, like beaten her about 400 times for people. Like Damn. on him, just help people like clear that boss out. And like, you can just sit back and he'll do the fight and then you'll still get the credit and you'll have beaten the hardest boss in the game. And this guy's like, Hey, again, he's immortalized. There's like, there's memes. What's the, uh, I think it's the Jojo's one where it's like from underneath and he's like standing and it's like that weird image. It, people know what I'm talking about, but it's just his character naked with the sword with the two swords uh someone 3d printed his character like this dude's famous because he just keeps beating this boss one-on-one and helping everybody out um ign's rebecca valentine who blocked holden on twitter has an interview with this guy <laughs> you guys should go read it so yeah if you go to ign.com she interviewed the dude who has been doing this and he's like yeah um it's been fun i help people out i don't always succeed but a lot of times i do and uh he's just wanting to help folks out so this guy is great this is where the fun stuff from uh, from software games come i have lost like, your audio hold on Oh, you have? I've lost you. I'm, can you not hear me at all? Uh, we're going to go to hold side real quick. We'll be right back. Okay. My thing's lighting up, though. I can't, I can't hear you well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exit uh-huh. the Discord call. I'll come right back. Okay. Speak. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, my thing was always lighting up, so I don't know what happened. Who knows? All right. Uh, We're going to go back. And we're back. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. Don't know where he left me off. But yeah, this dude, he's really cool. He's a little little joker. And he'll beat the best hardest boss in the game for you. I'm trying to get to her and see if he's still playing. Because I can definitely use that help. I just think that'd be fun to see. You know? So how far far into the game is Melania? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Probably 120 hours in (laughs) on that fucking game. Who knows? I think I'm like 50-something hours in. I'm not close to her yet. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. Fun times. I just like this meme shit. It's good. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Holden. Got blocked. Uh, last on our <laughs> docket, <laughs> PUBG horror game Callisto Protocol is almost done. Ooh, <laughs> forgot about this little gem. At GameSpot. Yeah, I know. Do you remember the trailer? And it was like, oh, that's fucking really weird. What's going on here? Oh, that yeah. looks scary. Uh, Glenn Schofield, a games uh, industry veteran who now heads up the studio behind the PUBG Universe game, The Callisto Protocol, has given an update on the upcoming on the upcoming horror game. Posting on Twitter, Schofield shared an image from a motion capture studio uh, where actors are putting in, quote unquote, all the hard work to bring the game's characters to life. Schofield said this is favorite uh, stage of game development when the design starts to come together. Schofield also teased the game might be closer to release than some might have guessed, saying the development developers at Striking Distance Studios are now in the finish and polish stage and will have more to share soon, Schofield teased. Oh boy, you know what? Someone said something about a video game and... Is that... My God! My God! That's Jeff Cayley's music! He's here! Gene Parmesan! <laughs> Jeff Cayley, who runs Summer Game Fest, responded to Schofield's teat tweet with the looking eyes emoji <laughs> responding to his teeth right to his teeth right on his mouth uh to his tweet with the looking eyes emoji which is just his fucking calling card like when he murders someone he leaves behind fucking <laughs> looking eyes emoji and puts it right on their body uh with many connecting dots assuming announcement of some kind might be in store for keely's summer show um my god my god he killed him he's literally broken in half uh skullfield <laughs> 
<laughs> that's wrestling references. Schofield has not uh, held back in the hyping the Callisto Protocol, saying his studio's aim is to make the single scariest game on PC and consoles. The game is Damn scheduled it. for release in 2022. I know, right? On PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. Schofield is known for work co-creating Dead Space at EA. So look at all this. Besides Jeff Keighley, you know, like literally Stone Cold Steve Austining this announcement because he has to. He, uh-huh. he, uh-huh. I think, I think he's like Jesus, Jeff Keighley, in that he can't let it go. He has to do the right thing. But in his <laughs> eyes, in his eyes, the right thing are I've got to put this emoji. People have to know I have something to do with this announcement. And again, he just stone cold, the glass breaks. Mr. Man looks around like, what the fuck? And then he comes in and just stunners everybody getting ready for <laughs> Summer Game Fest. Um, but yeah, Coastal Protocol, that game is, is very scary. I hope it's good. I don't like to be scared, but I do love PUBG. I'm not going to lie. That universe is cool. And the game looks very good. How do you feel? Dun, 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 dun. I'm be into this as you know, as he co-created Dead Space. Like that's my one of my maybe my favorite horror game of all time. Freaking love that universe, and uh, I played PUBG only a couple of times, but people love it, and I'm really interested in how the hell this ties into a PUBG universe. Like I have no idea how these two games are going to be related, but I'm very interested to find out. But yeah, this is this is dope. I totally again forgot this game existed until today when I saw this article in our notes, and I was like, oh shit, that's right. That. That's a thing that's coming, and I got re-excited for it. And, and Summer Game Fest is like, what, six, eight weeks away, probably? I don't know if they've announced solid dates for it, but... I think know. June. I think it's sometime in June. That yeah, feels June right. June is six weeks away. So this um, could be coming very soon. They did cl- confirm this is this year, though? Callista Protocol is this year? It says 2022. So oh, think about this. Yeah. We're going to get Callista Protocol. Again, a game is going to be scary for me, but I hope it's good. This year, malicious assumes... Um, fall maybe halloween time and then dead space remake in That's the right. spring of next year mm. for all you people who like to be scared what a good time for scary it's a very good time whoa where is this at but yeah that's it that's all the stories for this week um i think it was a pretty solid week man i can't complain yeah I had fun time making fun of Jesus and Jeff Keighley. Well, there were lots of Jesus. of Jesus. Lots of Jesus in this episode so far. Yeah. I mean, on Tuesday, it won't be Easter, but when we're recording, it is, and I'm doing this for me. It's always so. Easter somewhere. That's just how time zones work. And alternate dimensions. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't... That's not I how mean, if you think about work, the multiverse actually. and the uh-huh. fact that we make up when Easter is every year, because it's not consistent. We just pick a fucking date at random. Like, there's yeah. some dimension where... Easter's on that Tuesday when this drops. Hmm. And we do release, we have a partnership with SoundCloud to release all of our things across every dimension all at once. (laughs) Every dimension. Like, yeah, SoundCloud Mm -hmm. takes care of it. Multi-dimension, we got you. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay extra. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. That's it for the stories. But that means that, what time is it? Uh, Segment from Adam. (laughs) Uh, Here we are. No more Jesus talk, no more wrestling references. I'm here to talk about Easter eggs. Easter eggs in video games. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Easter eggs in video games. For those, I just have a list of fun Easter eggs. We're going to go talk about some fun Easter eggs. Um, There is uh, an Easter Easter egg. Everyone Mm -hmm. knows that sometimes there's money, maybe a couple dollars, maybe some quarters Mm -hmm. for the children. Mm -hmm. Candy, but Easter eggs in video games are a little secret 
hidden away in the video game that is hard to find. Um, I believe the first one was in a video game called Adventure, where you couldn't have your name in the credits because there were no credits. So the dude hid his name in the video game where you had to do a bunch of bullshit. And it's like, oh, Jimmy made the video game. Did you know that having that having that in the game took 5% of the entire cartridge just to have his name in there? God, I'm glad I wasn't around in the 80s. I would have fucking hated it. Yep, me too. Well, it's rough. So I just have a list of some fun ones. And if you can think of any fun Easter eggs off the top of your head, Chad, feel free to jump in. I might also have a list of fun Easter eggs for no apparent reason. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Uh, So I think one that was really interesting was talking about the Assassin's Creed series. Uh How every named person you kill. And again, I don't know if this goes for like the newer ones because... You're fighting like fucking weird people in the in Asgard and shit, but they were all real historical figures, and that was the day that they died. They probably weren't killed by an assassin, but I think this is specifically talking about like Assassin's Creed Three and like that generation of games where like yeah. oh American history, this guy got killed. It's like oh that was a real dude who got killed in a battle, but we'll just say it was an assassin or whatever. Um, Dead Rising, remember so Capcom. Mm-hmm. made Dead Rising, but Capcom also made Resident Evil. Everyone remembers the Jill Sandwich thing, which is fucking dumb. I think it was like a translation <laughs> error. Yeah, where Jill these, Sandwich. Uh, Jill Sandwich. Yeah, there's a Jill Sandwich shop in fucking Dead Rising 1 because why not? They like to have fun and do silly stuff. Um, there's a thing, I think it's either Wolfenstein or Doom where you have to shoot um, what's the guy who made that game's name? It's John Romero and it's Doom John too. Romero. Got to shoot him in the face. I think we're, we both read the same article on DigitalTrends.com, well, had, didn't we? No, no, no. I'm on a different one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to take too much of your time because apparently you have something <laughs> similar to me. Uh, and just the last one is that in Batman Arkham Asylum, there was uh, a tease for Arkham City that no one found for fucking yeah. like eight months. So anyways, that's it. I'll let you get to your thing, which is... Game on Game Show. The Game on Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on a Game Show. Game, 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 game. Uh, yeah, I, I had the same thought. For any for those of you who listen, Adam usually comes up with his segment. I come up with Game on Game Show, and we usually don't – it's usually a surprise to the other person. Um, and sometimes you just both have brilliant ideas, and you find the same information. <laughs> so I didn't look at that list. I did do that list, but I looked for one that was shorter because – was that one like super okay. fucking long? It was really long, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't read. Each of them. Okay. No. So I had six games here. You've already mentioned three of them. Oops. So, oh, no. Okay, you only got two of the... Th- I forgot okay. I didn't do the Assassin's Creed one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I'll, so the the basically what I had is like a description that I am going to edit for content live just to make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't give away. And I wanted you to guess from a list of three games which game this was. Okay, yeah, because I didn't read that list. We can do this easy. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, um, let's start with... Um, Oh, here, I'll add, I'll add just a smidge more context to the Doom 2 one, the final mm-hmm. boss. If you So there's the giant, the final boss is a giant demon head, and if you shoot it with a rocket and then enter the no-clip cheat code, then it turns into John Romero. And John Romero, who co-created the, the series, he says backwards, uh, to win the game, you must kill me, John Romero. And you shoot him a bunch and you win the game. You win the game. There you go. So here's another one. I'm going to, again, describe the Easter egg, and you have to let me know which game this is. I'll, I'll give mm. you a chance off the top of your head if you know the game or the series. If not, I will read you three games, and you can choose from them. Okay. During the mission called End of the Road, 
You'll be out in the middle of the desert with a guy you can kill or leave in the desert and fend for himself. Let me read that again with, with better delivery. During the mission called End of the Road, you'll be out in the middle of the desert with a guy, and you can kill him or leave him in the desert to fend for himself. Or you can have an ice cream truck appear out of nowhere and run him over. To do this, shoot all five vultures circling the air above you, and then sit back and watch as the ice cream truck materializes and careens into your target. Wow, yeah, I have no idea. So my first thought, which was this was one of the only movies I ever fell asleep during, in the end of Quantum of Solace, Daniel Craig says, go in the desert and you can drink oil or you can die. But I don't think they made a Quantum of Solace video. I mean, they did, probably did make they a Quantum of Solace did. video game. Yeah. But I don't think there was a thing where you shoot crows and an ice cream truck shows up. So give me three options because I have fucking no clue. All right, here we go. So our options are Red Dead Redemption, mm -hmm. Infamous Second Son, or Hitman Absolution. I'm going to say based on the desert thing, that's probably Red Dead Redemption. Nice, but not correct. It was Hitman oh. Absolution. There's an option to assassinate a target by summoning an ice cream truck. Interesting. I did not realize that. It, what, is, it, is it just an ice cream truck or is it like the ice cream truck? I, I don't know. that Will Arnett drives. <laughs> From Twisted Metal? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's another one you might get. It's, a, it's a kind of a popular early Easter egg. Jump through a portal, and you get to fight some seriously tough, axe-wielding cows. Mm. This Easter egg is an inside joke among this series' diehards. There was a rumor about the first game that if one of the random cows that appeared throughout the game was clicked enough, time, enough times, a secret portal to a level would open up. This rumor came true with the sequel, with a full level hidden full of heavily armed bovines. This one is Diablo 2, which I it didn't know. It is Diablo 2. I'd never realized that it was an Easter egg. I just knew it was like, yeah, there are cows in Diablo 2. I was just like, all right, you can fight cows in Diablo 2. But I didn't realize at the time, because I was a child, that it was a joke on the first game. That, yep. that, or that Joker inside thing is sort of like how everyone... Remember the playground? We were children. This was after <laughs> Jesus. This was after Jesus' time. Right. When we were children. Right. Um, Mr. Rogers was still alive. And what other references did I make this episode? Um, and we were at the playground, and there's always a dude like, oh, yeah, if you do this in, this, in Pokemon, this thing will happen. Or like, right. my uncle works in Nintendo. That fucking idiot kid who always said my uncle works in Nintendo. That's what that Diablo Easter egg feels like to me. Where it's yeah. like, how did... So it wasn't pre-internet, but it was like infancy of internet. So how in the fuck was that rumor going around that, like, click on this cow and that thing will happen? And then they're like, we'll put it in the two. But it's like the internet was like AOL chat rooms. It was like yeah. horny boy 69. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but that's, that's wild that we had Easter eggs like of yep. that kind in that time. That was pretty cool. I remember being, I remember playing Diablo 1 with my brother, trying to open a secret cow level by clicking a bunch of cows. And then when we found out that it existed in the second game, we were like, what? You have to like yeah. get some kid named Wirt. You have to like, he dies and you steal his peg leg and you put that into a, you know, uh, I whatever the cube is that transforms things and then it opens a portal and then you go kill the cow king. And I was like, this is fucking wild and I love it. That's pretty cool. Um, Let's see. I have two more here. If you decide to take a break... Nope, I'm going to cut that sentence out for content. <clears throat> okay. Hang out at the homestead and find a turkey. 
Go up to it and feed it and punch in the famous Konami code. The turkey will then don a cloak and hood just like you. Turkey is a Konami code? Yep, you enter the Konami code and 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 the turkey will don a cloak and hood just like you. Here's my problem with this question is that I know it's not going to be a Konami game. But why is that still a reference, right? You think about it. Everyone still references a Konami code when people haven't if you're under the age of 25, you don't know what the fuck the Konami code is. But games are still like, hey, Konami code. Yep. Konami code. We're clever. It's like, what? what is that? What is it? What is an NES? What is a Super NES? I don't know what these things are, <laughs> says every young child. I don't know. Give me some options. I don't know. Is this Assassin's Creed 3, Thief on PS4, or Batman Arkham City? Hmm. I'm going to say... It wouldn't be Batman. I don't know why I'd be a thief on PS4 only. That's a weird wording, Chad. Well, the <laughs> the thief game that was called Thief, oh, but it was that, like a sequel that, that came version? out on the PS4 okay. generations. I was saying only the PS4 version. The <laughs> Xbox One version didn't have it. No turkeys in the Xbox version. Kind of like how Spawn gonna, was only on Xbox, but turkeys yeah, are only true. in the PS4 Thief. Absolutely. I'm just going to go ahead and say Thief because I already did Assassin's Creed thing, and I don't remember that happening. It is Assassin's Creed 3! Oh, the bad yeah. one. Yeah, you go to the you go to the homestead, find a turkey. All day long, you'll have good okay. luck. Last one. I'm, this is part of it. This Easter egg is different because it's not a part of the gameplay or anything software-based. It's all hidden in the hardware. Oh. Take the disc of this game and put it into your CD player. Skip to track two, and you hear a different version of the main theme. Mm-hmm. I would guess immediately that it is Monster Rancher. Uh, I don't think this is right necessarily because who the fuck remembers Monster Rancher, the video game? But remember, Monster Rancher had a TV show. I remember if you watching that on Saturday mornings or I did not six o'clock in the morning. Monster Rancher was a game where it was a video game. It was like Pokemon or whatever. You collected monsters or whatever. But then you would put in disc into your PlayStation 1, 1 or 2. And then depending on the codes that are on the disc, it'd be like, oh, your Christina Aguilera CD gives you this monster, and your fucking um, Big Butts 5 DVD gives you this monster, and just, like, you put different things in. Didn't Invisibles do the same thing? Wasn't there a PSP game where you, like, you would randomly scan yep. barcodes and it gives you shit? Monster Ranch was the same thing, but, like, on PS1. So I assume gotcha. that, but I also know that as absolutely not correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is not. It is not Monster Rancher. Here are your three okay. options. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Choo Choo Rocket, Twisted Metal 2. Alternate version of the theme. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say not shoot you rocket because I don't know if I got the music it's from. You said twisted metal, correct? And you said two twisted metal two, twisted metal two, and then you said Castlevania, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's one of those one of those two because of the music. It would actually be good. I'll say. I guess Castlevania has more, you know, memorable music. We'll go Castlevania. That is correct. Yeah, hey, you still got that PlayStation go. game around of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Put it in a CD player if you can find it. <laughs> if you can find yeah, if you can find a, a CD PS1 player. disc or a CD player. <laughs> exactly. You can go yep. put it in. That's wonderful. Oh, look at that. That's cool. Yeah. Easter eggs Sunday. Little Easter eggs. Any other e that's it. That's all the ones that I had like gathered. Any other Easter eggs from games that you can remember or that you enjoyed? Um from things that I enjoyed. I remember in Halo. I don't remember which ones, but I think if you play the games on certain difficulties and like grunts will like have different, um, like they'll say different things. Mm. I remember there's a thing where 
The grunts talk about eating at the mother teat or some shit. There's some sort of boob joke in Halo if you play Legendary and listen to a grunt in one specific corner talk. And I think he makes a joke about drinking titty milk. <laughs> I remember that being a thing. Like, hey, go do this and go find this guy because he talks about titty milk. Because, you know, we're children. I love it. I love it. Uh, the, the one that I always come back to when I think of Easter eggs is I was playing a game called Sacred on PC a long time ago. It's a Diablo clone. And uh, you could find this legendary weapon set in the middle of the, the woods. Uh, mm -hmm. If you like go to the edge of the forest and there's like one little path of pixels that you could follow deep into the woods and you get Jason Voorhees' mask and two machetes. Mm -hmm. And if you're the gladiator class, you can dual wield the machetes and you just chop people up and they were like super awesome weapons. So the movie ones are always the best where it's like, I know Bethesda would do it a lot where it's like, oh, hey, there's a man in a, in a, uh, like a man in a refrigerator and he's got an Indiana Jones hat. That's right, because they did that in that stupid fucking movie where he went in a lead refrigerator <laughs> to escape a nuke. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. I love all the, like, oh, there's just a thing sitting here and it looks like the thing from the movie. I remember Grand Theft Auto Five does that, where there's that scene where, like, all the dudes are dead and there's the money. And I think that's from, was it No Country for Old Men, where the shootout were over the money or something? Um, oh, no, it's been so long. Yeah, there's some movie with Javier Bardem where... There's like a shootout over money, and then you find the money, and then they try to hunt you down. I just like shit like that. Movie references. Yeah, those are always, always cool. fun. That's it for Game on Game Show. That is it for Easter. Jesus is going to go back in the bottle until next year. And <laughs> that's Rub it, it. Get him out of there. That's it for episode 255 of Respawning Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. A uh, couple pieces of homework. We've mentioned them already. Number one, go to our shit and subscribe to us. Leave us five-star reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Goodreads, uh, Adobe yep. Acrobat Reader. Go on there and leave us five stars. And go subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitter at Responding Fire. You know what to do. Um, and barf for this month. So backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends is where we choose a game each month to play as kind of like a book club thing. Uh, you all voted on patreon.com slash respawn fire for Batman, the enemy within, which is the second season of the telltale series. You can get it on just about everything. So go play that, uh, write us in your thoughts on it. Send that to respawningfire at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter with your thoughts. We'll read it on the show. And if you'd like to be part of that discussion and be on the show with us, let us know that too. And it is April 17th when we are recording this, which means this week I will be putting up another poll Whoa. on patreon.com slash respawn and aimfire where you all can vote what we're going to be playing. I think I might do a mobile-based thing. Like what can we play on mobile? Mm -hmm. it, obviously, if, a lot of mobile games can also be played elsewhere, but like I'm going to try to specifically try and find something that I can play on my iPad mini to justify like that. spending that stupid amount of money. You need to be an even better idea. Mobile games that are about romances. You know, we missed Valentine's Day in February. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That we again. did not get to smooch anyone in Coffee Talk. No, we did not. Our dad did, but we didn't. That's right. That's right. I'm all right, games. everyone. I do like that. Thanks so much for listening and telling all your friends about us. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. All right, good old Mountain Dew.